0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. The ongoing coronavirus pandemic has reshaped virtually every aspect of Americans' lives, including what, when, and how we eat, according to research from the flavor, ingredient, and color company FlavorChem, which recently discovered that our emotions are influencing our food selection more than ever. So sure, the idea of eating our feelings is nothing new, thanks to mainstream media and marketers for years relying on sort of hackneyed images of women eating pints of ice cream after being dumped, or men devouring giant portions of meat to prove their masculinity. But for many, the pandemic and the associated stay-at-home orders brought to life these cliches in a way that previously would have seemed cartoonish. According to Flavor market analyst Rebecca Sherhey, consumers' snacking habits during the pandemic range widely from a fierce focus on functional foods that could help shield against the risk of contracting COVID-19 to seeking comfort through anxiety baking, indulgent treats, or nostalgic childhood flavors that remind them of life before the pandemic. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Shurhey shares how quarantine snacking is shifting, the marketing opportunities and competitive threats created as a result of these changes, and how consumer shopping and eating habits will continue to evolve as states begin to open back up.
1: There have definitely been wide swings in snacking, where it seems like a chunk of consumers are really, really into healthy eating, clean eating, and those better-for-you products, especially now with you know, immunity being a top concern. And then there's the other side of snacking where people really are craving the comfort food. It makes them feel more normal, you know, whether it's boredom throughout the day or just finding this like little indulgence um, to kind of brighten their day or help them with stress. And so, yeah, it's definitely, I wouldn't say 50 50. I mean, comfort food is still taking the cake care, but. There are shifts in people's habits and some are motivated with health and immunity concern and the others are, you know, more with boredom and stress. But, you know, people could fall into both of those categories as well.
0: Looking first at how the outbreak has heightened consumers' health awareness, Cherhey said that the pandemic has turbocharged already existing preferences for clean eating and better-for-you options. Within those categories, though, she said consumers specifically are seeking functional benefits that will boost their immunity, aid digestion, and help them better manage stress and sleep.
1: Clean The clean eating era and just better-for-you options are not new to this industry. However, the pandemic has caused that heightened awareness of the importance of a balanced diet. as people are seeking out items, that are not only minimally processed and low sugar, but people are seeking functional benefits as well. And when I say functional benefits, I'm referring to products that address immunity, stress, digestion, sleep. And so consumers now more than ever are seeking that holistic approach. They're concerned about their cognitive and emotional health and well-being versus simply you know, eat an apple a day and go on your walk. Well, though, certainly, you know, applauded, I think people are looking for kind of that overall health and wellness, and it's seen not only in snack and bakery, but in beverages with functional beverages and, uh, you know, yogurts and any anything in the industry, are they're turning towards better-for-you options, but... With snacking, consumers are trying to find that balance between something that's decadent and nutritious at the same time. Interestingly enough, just speaking in terms of snacking, new data from candy industry revealed that 60% of companies surveyed plan to increase spending on healthy and functional ingredients as new snack items evolve over time. And even out on the market now, pre-COVID and product launches that have taken place, there are cookies that have probiotics for digestion, fruit-infused frozen bars that have, you know, the vitamin C. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants to boost immunity. And elderberry, I think across the board, is being seen in more and more uh, snack and beverage options. And just speaking of immunity, uh, the week ending March 22nd, sales of immunity products jumped almost 200%, and that also includes the supplement market as well. But consumers are flocking towards that. Um, Half of consumers actually do read food nutrition labels, so people are seeking the need for transparency and just recognizable ingredients. It's becoming increasingly more important for them, but there's also claims on the packages, um, you know, reduce, you know, help you fall asleep faster and reduce your stress level. Um, but stress, I think, ties into so many aspects of your well-being and digestion now is just skyrocketing in terms of people's awareness over it. And if you're stressed, you know, you can have poor digestion. If your digestion isn't great, that could stress you out. So I think we're seeing a lot more probiotics uh, found in snacks and bakery just to address consumers' concern over their digestive health. But other functional ingredients that kind of have an array of perceived health benefits is turmeric. Uh, We're seeing that in a lot more, um, a lot of crackers and granolas and oats. And then ginger is known to settle upset stomachs, also going back to digestion. So those are pretty common functional ingredients that I think more companies are going to try to incorporate into their products. In terms of C options, just the fact that people are focusing on their holistic approach and are more aware of, you know, what they're consuming, I think speaks volumes now and post-COVID, but this also has been important pre-COVID as well. It just seems like whether it's coronavirus itself or just the need to be, you know, have a more balanced well-being, consumers are picking up on that.
0: At the same time that consumers are seeking out better for you options, they also want to be comforted and rewarded for adjusting to the changes brought by the pandemic. Sherhey notes that a whopping 79% of consumers admit to purchasing more comfort food now than in previous months. And most of these are iconic brands offered by big food companies.
1: Big food snacks like potato chips, cookies, and ice cream have definitely seen the largest gains during COVID. Just based on brands like Mondelez, uh, they work with Oreos and Ritz, and then PepsiCo's um, with Lay's and Doritos. They've both reported seeing their highest Q1 sales uh, and that's right when the peak of the awareness kind of hits. So I wouldn't say healthy options are necessarily declining. I would say comfort food is on the incline, but I don't think that's taking away from the healthy options. And I think that kind of ties into consumers wanting the comfort food. They want food that they're familiar with.
0: The biggest winners of splurge shopping are chocolate, which Sheree says 90% of consumers bought in the last three months. And tortilla chips.
1: It is across the board. Chocolate is the number one quarantine snack with about 90% of consumers purchasing one form or another of chocolate over the last three months. And chocolate going into 2019 was also a top snack. So that hasn't really changed just in terms of coronavirus. Chocolate is it's this indulgent treat, whether it's bite-sized or, you know, a big chocolate bar. It just seems like consumers are really craving that pick-me-up. Chocolate aside, potato chips, cookies, popcorn, crackers, they're all at the top of the list in the category. And a little fun fact that I recently read, tortilla chips are actually the number one best-selling snack item during coronavirus. And... I would guess the reason for that being is it's still a snack. You could munch on it, knowing me, probably eat the whole bag. But it falls into the category of permissible indulgence. And what that means is it's a product that consumers feel are more acceptable to eat because they either have less or um, some added benefits compared to indulgent counterparts like cupcakes So while I'm sure people wouldn't classify tortilla chips in the same category as celery or carrots, it seems to be a little bit more acceptable because it doesn't have as much fat or uh, other processed ingredients like some classic staples, uh, cake, brownies, all all of the really indulgent treats. So those are kind of the top contenders in terms of snacks, and those were actually the same top-selling snacks that took place in 2019 as well, as
0: well. The pandemic is not only affecting what consumers are snacking on, but how they're snacking, which in turn is changing how manufacturers package snacks.
1: Interestingly enough, brands are creating larger snack sizes for ready to eat popcorn, cheese snacks, chocolate, non-chocolate candy, just to name a few. Um, and some of the more purchased items are seeing brands increase and decrease their snack packages. So potato chips, for families that are quarantining together, there might be a larger bag of Lay's, and then there might be smaller snack-sized bags as well. So I think brands are understanding that people are living under the same household as a few other members, and so they sort of have to accommodate all of that as well. In case if one person, you know, prefers Fritos and a majority of the household prefers something else, you're most likely probably going to stock up on what the majority of people in your house would actually eat.
0: The pandemic also is affecting how consumers are engaging with food more broadly, with the most profound example being the rise of anxiety baking, a trend that has forced packaged food brands to rethink how to remain relevant to shoppers.
1: Uh, history has showed that people bake during times of stress. So whether it's now or the 2008-2009 recession or even the Great Depression, anxiety baking is a concept that describes both worry-driven baking and its therapeutic benefits. And by therapeutic benefits, that can mean, you know, just smelling vanilla-scented everything or cookies in the oven or When you're rolling out the dough, it's just kind of this like stress tension release that consumers are seeking. So when people are anxious, they're looking for a distraction to get their mind off of whatever is causing them stress. And in that regard, baking is that stress release for many. And it's also a creative outlet. If anyone is interested in just seeing, you know, if you're looking for any baking inspiration or just Proving research, bread by far is the most baked item of the pandemic with searches for homemade bread recipes hitting nearly 900,000 views and banana bread becoming the unofficial treat with 1 million recipe views during the last week of March. And kind of along the lines of bread Nielsen data reported that yeast sales grew 647% in the week ending March 21st compared to the same week last year. And what I touched on earlier, that time in March was when, you know, the president declared this as a pandemic and everyone is kind of shifting their attention and realizing how serious this is. So yeast, it's a product that is seen in making bread and a lot of other baked goods. So kind of paralleling anxiety baking, the fact that yeast sales jumped nearly 700%, I think speaks volumes right there. And I think the reason banana bread, just for example, is a very popular treat is because it requires not only few ingredients, but the ingredients that are needed are fairly inexpensive, like bananas that you can always find at the grocery store. And if anyone is looking for any type of inspiration in their next baking endeavor, if you just go on Instagram and you type in the hashtag home baking, quarantine baking, Corona cakes, you're going to see almost 2 million mentions. So um, it is definitely kind of taken over. And hey, if that's if that's what helps people, you know, get that stress baking, and then you get to enjoy your comfort food. You kind of get the best of both worlds. But um baking and just making you know homemade meals in general, whether it's indulgent or healthy, a lot of people just have much more access to their kitchen now. And it seems like more time on their hands as well
0: as consumers hone their baking and cooking skills, brands increasingly are remaining relevant by providing advice, demonstrations, recipes, and even kits that can help consumers achieve their goals while also reminding them that the help and convenience CPG brands can provide.
1: I think right now, it seems like we're turning into a more virtual world. A lot of brands without that face-to-face interaction and people sheltering in place at home brands, whether you're in the food industry or not, they're turning to social media, their websites to engage their consumers. And I've seen a lot of chefs and just, you know, your regular everyday consumers turning to baking demos and cooking demos and virtual workouts. So I think an opportunity, um, not only with baking, but with a lot of um, things in the In the industry. I think brands can kind of utilize social media to their advantage. It's just a way to engage consumers. I know do-it-yourself kits are becoming increasingly more popular, whether it's make your own mocktails or um, restaurants and other brands are doing do-it-yourself pizza kits. And if people um, in the snack and baking industry want to incorporate that, I mean, what's easier than getting something delivered to your home that has all of the ingredients in one package and has recipes that are just easy to
0: kind of easy to work with? While consumers' intense focus on cooking from scratch might sound like a sales threat to package and ready-to-eat options, Sherhey says it isn't. Rather, she says sales of pre-made items are climbing and likely will continue to do so as states begin to open up.
1: Pre-made items like packaged cookies, frozen novelties, ice cream bars, they have still seen dollar and volume sales up during coronavirus, so it doesn't necessarily seem like um, home cooking or home baking is largely impacting that type of purchasing behavior, but I do think with people, you know, turning to this new normal that we've heard so many times already. With holidays, um, Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, graduations, and just with life continuing to move on, consumers are still purchasing those pre-packaged cakes um, in the bakery section, and they're still celebrating with treats. They're just doing it in different ways, whether you know it's a Zoom birthday party or birthday parades or whatever the case may be. So, I haven't necessarily seen a decline in pre-packaged items, but I do think, depending on states lightening their restrictions, I think once restaurants um, do open up fully, I think price is going to be top of mind for for most people. People that um, are still working and have that disposable income, I think you'll see flock to the restaurants more and try to get back to their old normal Um, we all know that the unemployment rate right now is particularly high. So people that are, you know, struggling with harder times, I don't think you'll see them going, you know, out to eat as much. And so I think there's still opportunity um, with that market to kind of focus on more at-home items and prepackaged goods.
0: Sure, hey suggests that packaged food brands also can reinforce their relevancy by tapping into the consumer desire for nostalgic products, flavors, and experiences from their childhood.
1: Nostalgic food and childhood indulgences are seen across the board. I think during any type of uncertain time, people are finding comfort in items that remind them of the good old days. And uh, whether that's, you know, three months ago or 1990s, So seeking out reminiscent products or flavors can help consumers recreate moments that they might not currently be able to do right now. Um, Instead of going to a bar to have a drink or, um, you know, any type of cocktail, a lot of people are making and recreating those same beverages at home to sip on in their backyard. Or they're relishing in snacks that bring back childhood memories. I know there's so many brands out there that are, Utilizing this trend, um, Lucky Charms, they're turning their classic cereal into ice cream. I know to- Toll House Cookies created a fun Funfetti ice cream. Hershey's is innovating their products and launching more snack bites. And Breyers, uh, they're creating a Cinnabon ice cream just to highlight the cinnamon roll flavor trends that many consumers do associate back to childhood. And COVID aside, there are a lot of snack items that have been on grocery store shelves for years and years, whether that's Lunchables, Gushers, Fruit by the Foot, and maybe I'm just talking for for my generation and the, the treats that I snacked on, but those are all seen in stores today still. And I think in terms of just nostalgia in general, many established brands are kind of jumping on the bandwagon and releasing secret recipes so their consumers can recreate favorite brand products and experiences at home. And what I mean by that, a few examples. A while back, Disney released their churro bites recipe because they wanted people to recreate Disney magic moments. And DoubleTree Hotel shared their infamous chocolate chip cookie recipe. Um, whether it's packaged brands or restaurants and just well named companies are trying to go with this trend and you know help consumers have that spark of childhood indulgence back in back in their life. And I think just what you see across the board, people really are looking for those little pick me ups. It is such a stressful time and in more than one way. And if you can, you know, eat Lucky Charms cereal or have Chips Ahoy or whatever the case may be, you know, however big or small, I think people really do find comfort in that.
0: The normal difficulties of quickly innovating and developing new products to meet consumer needs has been compounded during the pandemic due to stay-at-home orders. But he said that Flavor Chem is exploring new models of product development to keep brands engaged with consumers and moving forward while still respecting social distancing.
1: With Flavor Chem, we are definitely trying to bring the client and customer experience to them at their home. So just talking back to the whole virtual aspect of it, What we're trying to do and we're researching and what we've seen other companies establish are at-home tastings, and we're doing our best to still be able to customize what we can offer in person, but just bring it to our clients or to our consumers' homes. And so we are recently, we're trying to open this state-of-the-art innovation center to bring people on site, we have application centers and test kitchens and a lot of really, really cool things, but now with social distancing and travel restrictions, it's not only making it a challenge um, for us, but I think for anyone in the industry where you still do want to maintain those relationships with your clients. So we're trying to do um, live cooking demos, live tastings, live flavor trainings. And we really want to establish that business is still running per usual. We're here for them. We want to help them, uh, the clients, with their experiences and with their products. And uh, we're not stopping anytime soon. So I think a lot of of companies are trying to just turn into a a virtual avenue in order to maintain those relationships, even if it's not face-to-face.
0: Listeners who are interested in learning more about these trends and how else the pandemic is influencing consumer snacking can download the full report of Flavor Chem's Quarantine Bakery and Snack Trends Report by emailing contact at flavorchem.com. Sherhey also notes that the company has active Facebook and LinkedIn pages with additional resources. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.